This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, Holly Roberts for hour one. Got a fun show prepared for today, I would say. Well, we prepared three hours worth of programming, so we hope that you stay with us the entire time. If you have uh, commitments, now's a good time to break them. <laughs> Hang with us. Uh, let's yes. see. It's uh, Tuesday, correct, Donna? Sure is, Steve. So every Tuesday at 1130, we play the same name game. And this is fun. This is where DJ Rock Lobster comes in, and he brings two songs that have the same name. They are not a cover of one another. They just share the same title. And then we pit them head-to-head, and sometimes it turns into a three-way battle where we have to decide who's going to win. So that game is always fun. That's at 1130 today. Every day we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge at 10.30. Yeah, it's fun. Um, coming up soon enough, too, we're also going to talk about this new thing called Cozy Cardio. Okay. We'll get into that okay. in a moment. And and it had me thinking back to, oh, like, what was your favorite workout trend? So we'll do that next segment. You can email us, though, uh, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com for any thoughts that you want to get off your chest. Or if you have a favorite workout trend that you did at some point, let us know. Yeah, that'll be really fun. We'll take your calls. Um, In the meantime, my heart is just breaking for Sandra Bullock, who uh, lost the love of her life. Um, Her boyfriend of, oh gosh, I think they've been together since 2015, um, uh, has passed away at the age of 57 from ALS. His name was Brian Randall. Um, He had a private battle with ALS, uh, for the past three years, I believe it is. And lots of people are, are shocked to, to hear this because mm. they've been really deeply private about his, um, his health battles. So, um, man, I feel bad. He's got a daughter. Uh, also, you know, they were co-parenting her kids as well. And oh my gosh, hmm. they uh, they were first seen together, I believe, at Jennifer Aniston's wedding. But prior to that, she had hired him as a photographer to um, photograph her son Louis. And um, yeah, it's just so so sad. You know, and we this is uh, the the latest of a hearing about somebody's private battle yes. with something you know last last week we lost Paul Rubens Pee Wee Herman yes uh, that was after a private battle with cancer for mm. 6 years and i was thinking of the timeline of this as well considering his passing and that he's battled ALS 
for the last three years. What was three years ago? It was the pandemic. Yes. And so that's when you sort of, everybody got quiet for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, and then I just think, you know, prior to that, ALS is such a horrible disease. Awful, awful, the worst. And you just think, uh, you know, e- even just three years ago, which is a short time, he was probably feeling great prior to this diagnosis. And then it seems that I have very limited uh, knowledge of it, just like a working knowledge of it, but it seems that it is just a a quick onset, this disease, and the it can sort of rapidly, you, you just lose control of everything. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I'm sure, a, a really, really tough disease to watch somebody that you know, somebody that you love go through that. Yeah, that was, um, that was really shocking. Yeah, yeah. I had a little bit of a crush on him. This guy was Beautiful. just... I mean, so stinking handsome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, they uh, their announce their uh, announcement of his passing against Sandra Bullock's uh, boyfriend Brian Randall. Mm. Um, they said it it is with great sadness that we share that on August fifth, Brian Randall passed away peacefully after a three year battle with ALS. Brian chose early to keep his journey with ALS private, and those of us who cared for him did our best to honor his request. We are immensely grateful to the tireless doctors who navigated the landscape of this illness with us and to the astounding nurses who became our roommates, often mm. sacrificing their own families to be with ours. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. And God loves so sad. Reminds you, if you've ever been in a situation and I know you have Donna when you were a kid and you spent a while in a hospital, Oh, the nurses, um, the nurses. Angels, angels on earth they really are angels on earth and hospice nurses um, oh gosh notably uh amazing just amazing yeah talk about a bedside manner that's required to be a hospice nurse they're just wonderful. i mean as you usher people into death and you're there with the family and i mean you want you give them you're there to give the patients dignity yeah it, during that time and yeah just amazing amazing you know when we we've spent um time in the hospital for when Lou had C-sections, you have to spend a few days in the hospital. She's had some neck operations, so those are a few days each. Anyway, it's kind of funny with nurses, um, and truly, you know, they're they're doing the Lord's work. But it's funny how each one, so they all do their shifts, right? You know, an eight or a 10-hour shift, and when yeah. they're sometimes 12 or more. But when they check in, you get to know them, and you get to know their unique personalities, right? And some are very overtly soft and oh how are we mama and some are kind of you know some are little cookies yeah they're tough cookies but then you sort of grow an appreciation for their approach right and then you it's just sort of like an interesting um kaleidoscope of different ways of caring i am picturing every nurse that ever cared for me when i was in the hospital for three months and when i was released i mean this was they were my family for three Mm -hmm. months i can't remember ever crying that hard when I oh, hugged really? Agnes goodbye. Oh. When I was about to get in the car, I was just like, oh, I'm never going to see them. Yeah. You know, it's heartbreaking. So oh, thank yeah. you to to our nurses. Yes. Uh, we're we're going to take a break. Do you want to? I do want to take a break. I was going right. to squeeze in one thing that irritates me about Instagram. Um, I'll say it. I'll just do it in 30 seconds okay. as we're talking about all these serious things. I keep I think we've I've I've biatched about this before but I have come across these posts where people are crying and they set their camera up and then on and then there's like dramatic music and then on the screen there's a caption that says 
you know, something like this last year has been such a time of trend and, and like they've gone through something, right? I'm not discrediting that they've gone through something where I get uncomfortable is that they have set up a camera. Uh-huh. Do they cry first and then set up the camera and say, oh, I should roll on this, which is already a little bit weird. Or do they set the camera up? and then start thinking about the sad thing until they get to a point of tears. It just feels a little put on by me. I just want to say it. Maybe I'm being judgmental. Maybe I'm a bad guy here. I just feel uncomfortable. You need to watch broadcast news. I have. There's a great scene in broadcast news that is very pivotal to this story, to this relationship. And it's very similar to what you're talking about. Because it's a news person. Who's doing this? I love it. <laughs> what if we? You can't fake the news, you know. <laughs> well, we'll take a break. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. <laughs> uh, when we return, I want to tell you all about the new workout trend. It's called cozy cardio. I'll explain what it is, and then we'll ponder back on our favorite workout trends of years gone by. That one, we come back. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. Oh, well, hello, everybody. It's Donna for Spire Credit Union. You guys, there are 22 Spire locations and over 155,000 members. I happen to be one of them. The They have got at Spire saving options for pretty much everything. Basic savings, holiday savings, budget savings, money markets. Uh, certificates earn a higher rate with terms from three months to 60 months. And when Spire says free checking, they really do mean free checking. There's no monthly maintenance fees. Go ahead. You can take a look. Spire also is the official checking account of the St. Paul Saints. Go Saints. Spire has a Saints free checking account as well. That comes with a custom Saints debit card. And new accounts will get two tickets to an upcoming game. you got to love that. All the convenience services, too. Uh, free digital banking, mobile app, mobile wallet, remote deposit, uh, plus desktop, laptop, mobile banking. It's just great to be at Spire. Go to myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA and Equal Housing Opportunity. Thank you for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Yeah. Said it, lady. No more shoulder pads. We'll make our own. I think that's entertaining. Thank you. Have you heard of Cozy Cardio? I have not. This is a new workout trend. Tell me more. Uh, and this comes from TikTok. They come up with stuff all the time. They sure do, Steve. And a lot of it's dumb. <laughs> surprise, Here's what. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, basically, this is just doing any low intensity workout in your living room, but you make the environment intentionally as cozy as possible. So uh-huh. here's what you would do if you were doing cozy cardio. You might dim the lights a little Ooh. bit. Grab a few candles. Yeah. Oh, that's going to... No. Mm. Put on some comfy <laughs> clothes. Now I'm getting sleepy. Then you turn on Netflix. Oh. Have your favorite drink ready to go, whatever that what? might be. No. And then you do some light walking on a treadmill or anything that is not too difficult. Like get on a rocking horse. <laughs> That's not too difficult. <laughs> and even though, even though you're not going too hard, you're still moving. You sure are. And more and more research shows <laughs> that's what really matters. Cozy cardio is mostly popular 
with women so far, but anyone can do it. Supposed to be an easier way to get in the habit of working out every day. There's a, uh, I should give credit, the TikToker named Hoke Zuckerbrow. She got it trending. She had lost 100 pounds a while ago. She gained half of it back, so instead of dreading her workouts, she wanted one that she would actually look forward to. Cue the dimmed lights, the candles on, drink in hand, Netflix on the television, and here you go. No, this is dumb. Stupid. Real dumb. Also, the candles, fire hazard. One one foul move of your hand, yep. and the candle goes, what? Yep, <sighs> curtains. Yep, up yep. in flames. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, bad idea, bad yep. idea. That's when uh, the workout goes double time. <laughs> right. Stop, drop, and roll. Oh, fun. Um, do you remember the prancer size lady? You showed me her <laughs> on the show, and I find her to be a lot. And she, as I recall, let me look at this video. Let's listen okay. to a little bit here. Oh, gosh. Of Prancer Size LLC. And I'm here today to show you the four modes of Prancer Size. I've got my ankle weights in place and my music's ready. So let's stop talking and do some walking. <laughs> yeah, there she is. She's prancing. Uh huh. I love the choice of music. That uh, is so. How about great. the choice of clothing? She needed a friend. She looks like a say, human hey, unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> She's prancing. She's dancing. It's prancer sizing. But her her clothes are ill fitting. If you catch my drift. Oh oh oh. I mean, yes. she needed a friend to say, "Hang on, wait a second. Before you do this, yes, your pants need to go. Do you want to work out in white leggings? Look, may we all be as bold <laughs> as <prancer size> lady. <laughs> as, as uh, the prancer size lady to work out in white pants. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I forgot about the pants. <laughs> oh Lord in heaven! It's not a good. It feels look. like what they would ask you to wear to a physical. <laughs> you could either do the gown, or you could just put on these white leggings. Yeah, player's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. my gosh. Uh, my favorite workout trend was was Tybo. <laughs> when Tybo came out in the mid-90s, feels like it was a 94, 95, 96 kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my gosh. My mom got the VHS is probably what it was because we were doing it in her bedroom is where we would do this workout. So I love that we chose like a 17-inch television. We would go in there. And I thought this is incredible. <laughs> I can. I'm going to get stronger. And, and Billy Blanks was jacked too. And then it was all of this. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, 
LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, kickboxing style cardio. He would even tell you, my mom and I, we would go get cans of soup. Yeah. And then we would do that just for an added weight. Oh my gosh. I loved Billy Blanks. Oh my word. He was as big as it got. How about the guy with the curly hair who did the the glide thing? Oh, Tony Little? Yeah, the gazelle. The gazelle. He didn't have, I mean, he had long hair. Oh, yes. okay. It was curly, though, right? Yeah. It was flowing. <laughs> Let me see if I can find us. I yeah. did a lot of, like, Denise Austin videos. Um, remember Jazzercise was a thing for a while? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that Tony Little. Yeah, Tony Little. Oh, this uh, guy. Here, I think I found us a best of Tony Little. Oh, no. I let's, we'll just play this cold here. I'll put it in for you. Hold it right here. He's kind of cute. Sure. He's in shape. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's a got, nice smile. He looks like he could have been in any 80s band. This dude was so jazzed. <laughs> yeah, man. it was like he was a roadie for rat before he yeah. found his passion. <laughs> before he found his passion for fitness. And he yeah. had to share it with the world. I love that. Meet Tony Little. <laughs> and the gazelle. A roadie for rat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's. <laughs> you can do it. Get your rear in gear. Butch, butch, butch. Get you psyched to get you motivated. And if you can't do one minute, do 30 seconds. But it makes you make it. You can do it. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. it's the Triumph the Insult Comic Dogs Whoa. understudy. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's where Triumph got it. Who knows? Oh. Wow. Which came first? I love it. I'm looking at the comments under a video. Oh, oh my gosh. I remember seeing this freaking gazelle. That, you remember the gazelle? Yeah, that's and what we're talking just, about. The, yeah, the, but he did a few other things, too. He had some balancey things and stuff. But that gazelle was so... He would go nuts on that thing. Yeah. I, and, it looks dangerous. And he's wearing the baseball cap. He's got the ponytail through the opening in the back. <laughs> yep. Love that look. Uh-huh. This dude was, what about uh, Richard Simmons? Did you ever do Sweat into the Oldies? Yes, I remember those commercials. Absolutely. And I did Deal a Meal, that uh, program, back when I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. Yeah. What, what was, was that through Richard Simmons? Yes. It was, was that, his, okay, it was his thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was his plan. Donna. Yeah, I know. I had no idea. I love Richard. Wow. He's Look awesome. Anyway, you can try. Cozy cardio. Nobody's doing that. Come on, Donna. No, don't burn down your living room. Yeah. Guys, that's what insurance is for. Oh, remember the hula hoop, too? People would just hula hoop. That was their form of exercising. Hey, how about the thigh master? All you had to do was sit there. Love the thigh master. And squeeze, squeeze, squeeze your way to shapely hips and thighs. Thank you, Suzanne Summers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You ever tried? That's pretty hard, that thigh master. Yeah. No, I had one. I'm surprised I don't still have it. You might. That's the, that's the same exercise at the gym that you hate, Steve. Well, it's just very aggressive. It's it's just the spread eagle machine. I mean, oh, that's what they call it formally. <laughs> the, the technical name, yeah. Yeah, Oh, the vibrating belt. Oh, that was a yeah. thing. That was fun. Just stand there. I used to wear. What about the thing? I had the thing for a little while that like electrocuted your abdominal muscles. Oh yeah, that's great. It, like too. shocked him. That was fun. <laughs> Boy, we're lazy. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, how Jeopardy is going to deal with the writer strike, and then some shows you should binge. All right. Well.
today's the day. I am going to start the profile plan, and I'm going to get back to my pre-pandemic weight. You guys, I nearly fell out of my chair when I returned from a doctor's appointment. I had to look at my paperwork for something, and that is when I saw the number. Yes, I saw my weight, which I normally don't look at when they weigh me, but there it was telling me I had gained a whopping 16 pounds. So I'm going to do something about it. I know that profile plan is going to create a customized plan that's right for me. I know it's a program created by doctors, researchers, dietitians. So that's why I'm choosing profile plan. Plus, I know they offer delicious food and bars and shakes. And they have state-of-the-art technology to show me my results while I'm on the program. You could follow along as I go through this journey or... Better yet, you can get started yourself with a free consultation. Profile Plan has nine Minnesota locations. Four are in the Twin Cities. Head to ProfilePlan.com slash Twin Cities. That's ProfilePlan.com slash Twin Cities. Tell them Donna sent you. We're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Well, Jeopardy has finally announced its season 40 game plan. What is a question I didn't want answered? I love I tried. It. it was on the I spot. I was thinking of doing it, too, and I, I thought, no. Don't. I should have thought of it ahead of time, because that wasn't the right thing to say. Dang it, I could have worded that. It's better. always best to prepare. <sighs> anyway, the show is going to move forward with its fall season, despite the writer's strike, but they're going to recycle their clues and their contestants. So... I wonder if they always recycle them at some point. Like, not every question, not every clue is totally unique, right? I think it is. For 40 years? Well, there's always... questions are out there? There's a lot of information that exists in the world, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. (laughs) So they're going to move forward with a combination of material that their writers uh, wrote prior to the strike, which are still in the database... And then material that has been, I guess, redeployed, as they say, from multiple seasons of the show. Redeployed. That's a way way to spin that. Right? Yeah. (laughs) We should redeploy more stuff here. We really should. He, the showrunner, Michael Davies, said that the decision to bring back players comes from their belief that it wouldn't be fair to have new contestants making their first appearance doing it with non-original materials. So there, yeah, all original, Steve. Except for season 40. Hmm. Okay. Here's another thing that um, hmm. producers are responding to. The the growing backlash to their long-standing policy on Jeopardy of not paying travel expenses for non-championship players. I really? did not know that. that well, that's is... pretty standard for game shows. They're not paying for you to come out there. I did not know that. No. Oh, that's no, a bummer. Not for you. Well, I okay. guess that's probably why you have a lot of people from California just playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> or yeah, or exactly. visiting. You know, that maybe right. people happen to be visiting and then, you know. Yeah. But for Jeopardy, you do... You so have to what, go through I, some preliminary r- rounds, don't you? Yeah. I, I guess you get cast, and then you say, all right, we're doing a trip to L.A. We'll turn it into yeah. a well, you know, four-day weekend. That's what we did back in the day. Um, my mom was on sale of the century. Oh, my back gosh. In the, back in the 80s. Love that. But we turned it into a family vacation. So it was like, okay, mom's going to play this uh, game show because we got we to gotta get money for a new car. 
Yes. So oh. then we made it a whole thing. Oh my God, that's so yeah. fun. They are also increasing the second and third prize amounts on Jeopardy by $1,000 each. So now second place winners will get $3,000. Third place winners will receive two grand. And they said they understand that post-COVID travel costs have increased and it can be complicated to fund a trip. So for a lot of contestants. Okay. And they said it's about time we do this. So you could argue that that covers the travel. Correct. Yes. Um, They're going to invite back contestants from season 37 who lost their initial game. Oh. So it's very specific. Yeah. They want to give a second chance. That's amazing. I love it. I'd like to hang out on that set for a day. I saw a little bit of it. There was a in the Alex. There was some Alex Trebek interview piece. It was long, maybe, or maybe maybe it was somebody who randomly shot like a behind the scenes documentary with him on YouTube. I'm trying to think if it was an official interview that he did prior to his passing or not. But you saw them at the table at this big boardroom table, and Alex at the head of the table, and then them going over the clues for the day and all of that kind of stuff. Then he's practicing pronunciation. It'd just be interesting to be. Backstage there, yeah. I'd love to do that on uh, on on Wheel of Fortune as well to see like what's going on. How long are they stopping down for commercial breaks? Is there somebody revving up the audience during commercial? You know, oh, their yeah. fake commercial. You know, because it's not live. Holly, do you know having been on a game show before? It's pretty much live tape. Yeah, you know, oh. I mean, they're you know, do during a commercial break. You know, I will say. As a person who's been a contestant, you usually have a producer come up to you and they're talking to you and you have a hype person in the audience trying to keep the uh, keep do, the okay. energy yeah. high. And But the breaks are only is about as long as a commercial break is going to be. I mean, they're filming boom, 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 real time. Wow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Steve, yeah. you should watch that show, Crashing. Remember I told you, Pete, is it Pete Holmes? Yes, with Pete Holmes. Yeah, because yeah, oh, he, yeah. he was, you know, the hype guy for the Rachel Ray show. Oh, is that his right? character, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of fun. He's funny. Yeah, I like him. He does a whole bit about <laughs> Pete Holmes about um, saw it on TikTok making fun of Bruce Springsteen, but specifically, what's the Bruce Springsteen song that he is like? Whoa, this is creepy. Uh, hey, glory little days? girl, is your daddy home? Oh, did he go and leave you? Oh, yeah, fire, fire. <laughs> he, he does a really funny bit on that pete holmes hey little girl or what's the name of that song uh i'm on fire sure i bet if you search pete holmes bruce springsteen you'll find it if you need a laugh today okay thank you you're welcome everyone all righty hey i'm only murders in the building back right it is back today is the day i did not like i don't like what you posted i don't like what the hollywood reporter put out there trying to harsh my mellow before i even crack it open well because that's the headline on the hollywood reporter this reddit at this reddit article yes that's that is correct it says only murders in the building season three review uh meryl streep and few laughs it also says heavy on what is it heavy heavy on melancholy light on laughs light on laughs i always thought the show was light on laughs isn't that the point because i didn't laugh during only murders in the building no i really enjoy um martin short and steve martin their their repartee with one another makes me giggle oh love them 
So yeah, but maybe I, it's just not a laugh out loud. Kind I don't of show. need it to le- lead funny because the, the the mystery sort of does compel me each time where I'm like, who did do this? And it moves fast. Why are there so many murders in their building and why do they still live there? <laughs> this is a great question to ask. Like, wouldn't you be like, I'm out of here after the second murder? Was there two murders? There were two murders, but I, I don't know if this third one is going to be a murder in the building or around the building. Now, yeah. speaking and what of if behind your apartment the scenes, was rent controlled, Donna. Right? Oh, yeah. You That's right. exactly right. Yeah, good point, Holly. Yeah, murder be damned. You don't have to take out a you know second mortgage just to try to pay rent. That's an excellent point. Hmm. Remember, I walked down to the um, to the apartment where they shoot this. The uh, it's called the Belnord, I believe, in the show, and uh, and it was it's actually the 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 loose story behind this apartment building is based on another hotel on the Upper West Side that is very ornate and almost gothic on the outside, and then but the Belnord apartment is actually called something else, and it was maybe about a ten minute walk down the street, and sure enough, uh, I went over and was talking to some of the security guards. I was like, "What's uh, what's what's it like here?" And they were oh like, "Oh my god!" Every day. I feel like, "Okay, weirdo, Donna." What's it like here? No, I mean, like when they shoot. Okay, just chill out, man. Some people like conversation, Donna. <laughs> Some people enjoy a stranger coming up and sparking something new. And they said, like, Steve Martin is always so nice. Martin Short always so nice with the people, and everybody's fun, and everybody they stop by from. All over the country, people from other countries will come and they want to take pictures. He can't let you in the courtyard where a lot of scenes are shot. Hmm. But they get a lot of touristy passerby traffic now at the uh, at that apartment building. But like when I turned the corner and saw it, I was like, oh, look, it's there. And then like I looked to the right and there was a Walgreens and it did. Pop my balloon. <laughs> Back to reality. Yeah. What on um, what part of New York is is it Upper, upper West, West Side? West Side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've ever been to the Upper East Side of New York. Okay. So have you been to Central Park? Is that on the East Side? That's the West Side. That is the West Side. That's have you been to Central side. Park? Oh, of course. Ah. Of course. Yeah. A gazillion times. Of course. What, what's with the of course? Yes, of course. Of course. I mean, hello. Hello, of course. <laughs> By the way, um, it's coming up today. I am on live with Kelly and Mark. Uh, that's it's airing today. Oh, and it's a story at Valley Fair. Oh, fun! So we have a Minnesota landmark that is the back the background of a back to school story that I shot. Where I went there, and they said, "Hey, we want to do a back to school thing." And I said, "Hey, well, I, I got a place. Let's go to Valley Fair." And let's um, talk with kids about how excited they are to go back to school at the epicenter of summer fun, which is Valley Fair. So I was really hoping to find a lot of people who looked at me like, are you nuts? But, spoiler, a lot of people like missed their teachers and their friends from school. Oh, that's so sweet. And it was a little bit heartwarming. And by the end of it, if they, they used the final take that we shot... I get absolutely drenched, head to toe. Sweet. It's a good time. All right. We'll check it out. Thanks, Steve. But of course I've been to Central Park. Who hasn't? Okay. <clears throat> anyway. All right. I, I don't believe you've been to Central Park. Donna! Okay. I didn't get to my shows that you should bench. Well, I'll save them. We'll kick it. We'll, we'll see if it fits into the show somewhere later on. When we come back, speaking of uh, shows that you can binge... 
There is somebody online who wrote an article about why we all need to stop watching home renovation shows. Mm. (laughs) I'll tell you why they say that Mm. is. And I bet you Donna already suffers from this, as Mm. we all do, frankly. Um, So we'll talk about that and then tell you for all you mushroom foragers, some, some potential bad news. So we'll get into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm, a really great law firm. I have learned a lot about personal injury from Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. And one thing I know for sure is if you are ever injured in an accident, you need someone on your side fighting for your rights. Mike Bryant can review your your damages to see how much your case is worth. Because recoverable damages include things like medical bills, lost income, pain and suffering, emotional distress, and identifying the damage and calculating their value is the first step to knowing how much your case is worth. Mike and his team have tools to determine this value so they can fight for what you truly deserve. Get a consultation. It is free, and it could provide a lot of insight for you. Bradshaw and Bryant has a history of success in personal injury law, and Mike would be happy to meet with you free of charge. You could get a hold of him today by going to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Good morning. Thank you for listening, you guys. It's Donna and Steve. That's uh, Steve over there, the Sorry, ever professional a, professional. Uh, had a, an element of a, uh, of, a, of a protein bar that was... Lodged in my throat, Donna. Uh, you could have lost me right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what do right. I tell you every day? What do I tell you? You take me for granted. I sure do. <laughs> she responded proudly. <laughs> what is gonna... this that you're sending me? I said this to you on May 31st. Donna keeps track of some random things that I say, and then she writes them down for future evidence, presumably in an HR case. May 31st, I said to Donna, if you were a vegetable, you'd be a yam. <laughs> Why would I have said that? I don't know. Ah. And that's a compliment. You could spin that as a compliment. What the hell is the difference between a yam and a sweet potato? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Does anybody know? I don't know. Like when, whenever I'm checking out, you know, and I have one of them, you know, they're like, is, that, is this a sweet potato? I'm like, yam. <laughs> Ma'am, did you say yes? Yeah. 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 Yum. Yum. It is. Yum. Uh, all right, you gonna be okay over there, buddy? I'll be fine. All right. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Party tonight. Here comes a headline of an article from lifehacker.com. Okay. And I think, Donna, you will feel this to the core of your being. Okay. And it reads, you should probably stop, stop watching home improvement shows. Subtitle, these shows won't teach you anything useful. They will make you feel bad about your house and yourself. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, okay. I There's remember this- when they re- became very popular, like, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, they yeah. started with the tradings faces and all that started at all yeah i i would try to mimic some of the things that they would do on the show like i would put fringe on my lamp to dress it up a little oh 
You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Trading Spaces burlesque version. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to, you know, I, I, I'd go out and buy a hot glue gun that I'd never used before. It's just not a good idea. It's just, you're not going to be able to mimic exactly what the professionals are able to do. Well, and then very often, you know, you're watching the show. You're like, oh my gosh, look at that. Look at that living room that they just redid. And then what do you do? You start looking around at your living room. And as Donna always says, after she sees someone (laughs) else's nice house or goes to someone's nice house. Yep, every time. I live in a garbage dump. A garbage house. house. Well, you know, you go to someone's house and they have like a cleaning person. You're like sitting on their toilet and you're like, wow, there's not even a teeny slight bit of dust in a corner of their floor. You know, and then you go home and you're like, yeah, everything's beige. (laughs) (laughs) You've named different rodents. Yeah. (laughs) Just you and me, Carl. Yeah. Well, here's what they say. They say, first of all, home improvement shows are unrealistic. They've seen something they're saying you need to pare back on these. One of the reasons is the budgets discussed, as they say, are just entirely unrealistic. And they're usually supplemented by sweetheart deals from suppliers who want their products featured on television. And then the timelines, even with the dramatic twist involving hidden mold or unexpectedly load-bearing walls, are fantasies, as is the idea that one or two charming hosts are doing all or most of the work. These shows love to make major home renovations look easy and the results beautiful, but often the upgrades are superficial and later revealed to be made from low-quality workmanship yes. and cheap materials. Yes. It's almost like Michael Scott once said on an episode of The Office, Donna, what you got again, I will tell you, you should watch. Yeah, sure. These guys were, um, he needed his carpet re-carpeted in his office because someone had taken a crap there. What? Spoiler. <laughs> was but this then, human or non-human? Do we this know? This was, uh, this we believe was human. Okay. okay. Thank yes. you for clarifying. Yeah, I believe right. it was uh, his longtime friend and sales associate, Todd Packer, who had done that. But um, <laughs> midway through the day, the guys are still like tearing out old carpet and he said, why is it taking you guys so long? You know, on Extreme Makeover Home Edition, they <laughs> built an entire home in an hour. <laughs> so they, we do get a little bit of these unrealistic expectations. Then they also say that these home improvement shows inhibit your happiness. And they're just saying essentially what happens is you just start looking around, and it's sort of the the comparison trap that we talk about on social media a lot. And so you're looking around and you're like, you know, look at my stupid kitchen. That wall over there looks dumb. Why did we hang the curtains so low? Mm -hmm. All of these things. And then before you even have time to process, wait a minute, this might not be making me feel good. Boom, another episode has started. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That being said, I hear all that. I want to play devil's advocate and say that it does give you some interesting ideas, though. Yeah. Of like, oh, look what they did. And they pulled that off. So you could try that. Yeah. Yeah. You know the tough spot I'm in right now, Donna. I as sure we do. contemplate a black wall in our home. Do it. Just do it. Yes. It's only paint. That's Here, right. Yeah, yes and no. Usually I would say yes, but this would be like we would be getting this wall which has built-ins and stuff like enameled. So it would be oh. it's like a higher quality finish and oh. so it's not just me getting up there painting and saying, "Hey, I spent 75 bucks. I don't like it. Next weekend I'll undo it." It's a little bit of a different process actually being done by a professional. And so we're just a little bit nervous. But I went on this thing. um, 
Sherwin Williams, I think, has this paint visualizer. Yep. And I took a picture of my room and then colored in the parts black that we were going to do black and then gave us a bunch of different options. What if we kept this part white? What if we put it all black? What if we kept these different parts white? It did help. It helped us. Um, But we still feel a little bit nervous, Donna, so appreciate your support. Just think about this. Yeah. That accent wall will look fantastic. However... It's probably like the equivalent of getting shag carpeting in your house in the 1970s. Very trendy, looking cool. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be ready when the time is right to move on. But live in the now, man. Yeah, and if if you can't paint over the wall, wallpaper. Well, you could. I mean, I could. I could ultimately paint over it. It would just be painting over a nice paint shop. But I'm we're 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 trying to say that black and white are classic colors. Yeah, okay, you know that's they're fair. they're just always, they're always in style, and they're always sort of play neutral and classic. Okay, good so one. all right, that's what I'm going to. All right, with. congratulations. Yeah, well, thanks. Always, always super helpful, Donna, and all emotionally right. engaged. Yeah, uh, foraging <laughs> for mushrooms is foraging. It... What? I think you said forging. No, I didn't. I said foraging. I don't want to argue with you this early in the show. Foraging for mushrooms has become such a popular hobby that the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources is considering limiting the number of fungi that people can harvest in state parks. I have friends who do this. I have a few friends who do this, actually, Mm -hmm. and love it. They're always looking in like old tree stumps. What are they looking for? Morels? Yeah. That's a good one, right? Yep, yep. So right now you could pick as many mushrooms as you want for personal consumption, but the new rule would set a limit of a gallon bag of mushrooms per person. Oh, that's a lot. That's per a trip? lot. How, how much more do you need? Uh, I think so. Cuz don't you just don't you just go put the bag in your car and come back with the Groucho Marx mustache and glasses <laughs> and have another bag? Yeah, I guess there there's that. You could do that. But they started to see impacts to food available to wildlife. Oh. Like goat trails, um to place where you where you would look for mushrooms. Oh, so, so you're stealing the goat snacks. Yes. Oh, no. So they want to make sure there are opportunities for other visitors to be able to see and photograph mushrooms as well. Oh, no. And that's being diminished if you've got groups taking large amounts. So, hmm. Huh. You should mushroom hunt with your kids, Steve. Yeah, be a fungal friend. I'm yes. not going to mushroom hunt. Why? you got to really... You got to know your stuff. Just it's a fine line between only, good mushrooms and poison. Well, you can ask an expert, you know. Just the morels are very identifiable. Why don't you go hunt for mushrooms? Oh, because I want you to do it and then oh. bring me some to work. No. <laughs> Donna. Let's dance. Oh, this feels Come good on. to dance. Bye, Holly. Bye. I gotta go sniff out something. Bye. Okay. What? All right. I don't know. What is she talking about? Maybe it's mushrooms. I don't know. Oh, all right. Uh, Well, we come back. We have a dirt alert. Zamboni is coming in. He's going to honk and he's going to honk again. We're all going to sit back and receive those honks. Well, got a story about Beyonce. She ponied up some cash. Oh, yeah. When weather caused a disturbance at her concert. Tell you about it next.